Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Everybody back in the room. Um, Ilkeston is at capacity. Belper is at capacity as well. So thank God for that. But hey, Christmas 2020, give yourself a pat on the back, you made it. <laughs> uh, it's been one of, the, one of those kind of years, hasn't it? If you are new tonight, I'm Josh, I'm the campus pastor here at Mansfield and it's been a year like no other. I look probably at Wes and Anne Best, have you ever known a year like this, Wes and Anne, where we can't meet and, 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 and those kind of things. But guess what? We're going to get through it together, aren't we? We're going to get through with God's power. And tonight, I want to speak into this uh, this series called Tis the Season. And my message tonight is, Tis the Season to be filled with hope. Just turn to your neighbour and say, I'm filled with hope. Even if you don't believe it tonight, come on now, let's say it. Hopefully by the end of this, you will. We're going to look at that interaction that we saw Um, on the nativity story right at the start of it Luke 1 verse 28 to 38 it says this in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent the angel Gabriel to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David his name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary upon entering Gabriel greeted her good morning you are Um, you're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. Understatement of the century, by the way. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. Be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son old as she is? Everyone said she was barren. And here she is, six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. Then the angel left her. Now we'll come back to that in just a second. But what I've observed throughout my life is through having lots and lots of conversations, as we all do, you can tell how a conversation's going to go by how it begins. Like if someone walks up to you and says, I need a word with you, it's probably not going to go that well. Or if someone walks up with open arms, you probably at the moment you say, no, you're not allowed to do that. But if someone walks up with open arms, it's probably going to be a good conversation. When I was a teenager, 
I, it was literally in one of my secondary school reports that I was what they called a lovable rogue. This basically meant that I was a bit cheeky at times, a little bit naughty, but I could get out of issues and problems through what I now call a strategic conversational approach. See, being a, a lovable rogue meant from time to time I'd misbehave. I'd come in from school and my mum would greet me with the words, Joshua. Now, my name's Josh and your mum only uses your full name, doesn't she, if you're in big trouble. And uh, for that time, it was probably because I'd not done my room or whatever it may be. Now, through this strategic conversational approach, I've learned over the years, and especially married life has taught me this, that I can dictate the way a conversation will go by my greeting as well. Now, if I wanted to go and play golf after work, I don't come in, kick my feet on the couch, put my feet down, I shout to Helen, I'm going to play golf. You don't do that. That is not what you do. I can tell you from experience, that is the wrong way to go about it. But what I do is I come home as the loving husband I am. I walk into the room. I go to my wife. You're amazing. Like You are the greatest mom in the world. How do you do with such effortlessness and beauty? You are the epitome of grace. Wow, how do you do it? To which my wife replies, what do you want? <laughs> What do you want? What? I need a reason to say that to my wife, Kev. I mean, I grab her, I get her like the Hollywood movie and I give her a kiss that is, uh, you know, he's probably not even suitable for 6.30 at night. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Now, the men in the room, especially the married men, will know that women are sharp, far sharper than us. Like Helen, she sees straight through me. I'm like transparent to her. And it brings us back to this conversation with Mary and the angel Gabriel. Because Gabriel starts with this huge opening. He goes, good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty. Like he doesn't know, does he? He's got no idea. Beautiful inside and out. God be with you. And Mary's like, what do you want? <laughs> you see, it's so funny. He says, she was thoroughly, uh, thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. I mean, only a woman, because if it was a guy, we'd be like, you know what? This guy knows a thing or two. I am beautiful inside out. This is my... Hey, you can come here again, Gabriel. I like you. <laughs> Bring some friends next time. But joking aside, Gabriel goes on to tell Mary that she's going to be pregnant with the son of the highest. I love it on the, on the nativity video where, uh, where she goes... Um, Mary was surprised. <laughs> I think it was probably a bit more than just surprise. It's like the understatement of the century. Uh, by the way, you're going to be pregnant with the Son of God. Crazy. He goes on to explain that this will be no ordinary pregnancy or ordinary boy. The angel then goes on to talk about Elizabeth, Mary's cousin. He said, look, everyone says she was barren, but guess what? God did a miracle for her as well. Nothing is impossible to God. But I find this the most crazy out of all of it. Knowing what she'll go through, being pregnant, knowing that how crazy she'll look when she says, God put it there, Mary responds by saying this, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me just as you say. 
See, it's obvious that Mary was no ordinary woman. I mean, on the outside, she was so ordinary. She was a teenager. She was not living in a special place. She wasn't of elevated family or birth. She was just Mary. But on the inside, she had a faith that would lead her to be, to be called the most blessed among all women. See, Mary was pregnant with hope. And I believe in the cold run that's 2020, the mixing pot that is 2020, the craziness that is this year, I believe that we can live pregnant with hope. I believe that we're called to live filled with hope. I believe that this is the season to be hopeful. Come on, Arena Church. If there's a moment in history where we need to be the church and stand up with hope, it's today. I, I want to tell you that when Jesus entered the world, it was at one of the darkest times in history because of what was going on. But what does that Bible verse say? That light has come into the world. I want to tell you today that we can be light in this moment. I want to believe today that light is going to come into your life as you open up to Jesus again and say, yes, Jesus, I believe, I'm hopeful. And I want to pick a few things out of this story today. And the first thing is this, that Mary had a purpose. See, Mary, she had this unique calling from God. This calling was to be the mother of Jesus, God incarnate. I mean, no pressure whatsoever. By the way, Mary did lose Jesus for three days later in life. Uh, just imagine if she would have really messed it up. He was okay in the end, thankfully. But the direction and purpose of Mary's life would be to, wrap, to be wrapped up birthing, nurturing, loving God's own son. What a calling. See, purpose and hope are intrinsically linked. If you don't have purpose, you have nothing to be hopeful about. And often we can go through the motions of life and get stuck in the trenches of the monotony of the day to day. And I think nine months into the coronavirus pandemic, this is where a lot of the world are. And I don't just mean people outside of church, people in church too, because we've never been through anything like this. So we didn't know how to combat it. Anyone remember back to the summer when we're all like, coronavirus is the best ever. Everyone's in the back gardens, laying out, just living the dream. It hadn't really reached us as much back then. But things are a little bit different now, aren't they? We, don't, we never knew how to combat this. And I think what's happened is, as we've gone deeper and deeper into this moment, as we've experienced isolation like never before, We've actually dropped the purpose for our lives and therefore people have become hopeless. They've lost all hope. And when you get like this, it becomes hard to motivate yourself. It becomes hard to live with passion. It becomes hard to take a risk because there's no purpose in life. But Mary, she had this great purpose. And even though you might not feel it today, I want to tell you that God has a purpose for your life. He created you on purpose and for a purpose. You might have been told that you were a mistake, but I want to tell you that's a lie because I know that God does not make mistakes. See, my Bible says that He formed you in your mother's womb. 
And if you're here today, if you're hearing my voice, if you've got breath in your body, God has a plan for you. See, through a relationship with Jesus, we can have purpose. And purpose gives birth to hope. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish. See, vision's another way of saying purpose. We're talking about the driving force for your life. And when there's no vision or purpose, people settle for a life far less than that which they were called to. And Mary's vision and Mary's purpose was big and it was direct, but we're all called to live with a unique purpose. God has called you today to live with your own purpose. You have your own niche in this world. And you know, if you don't live out that purpose, it's like a puzzle where the last bit's missing. Who loves to see a puzzle complete? Yeah, it's good to see it finished and all in its place. Let me tell you, as we come together and we say, God, I'm gonna seek my purpose for my life. I'm gonna seek your purpose for my life. It becomes like a puzzle that comes together and we see a picture that's knitted together, that's so much more beautiful that only God could have ordained. When we find purpose, we live with a hope that's contagious. The next thing I see is that Mary had faith to believe. Now, like I've already said, we see that at the end of this crazy outlandish discussion with an angel, Mary says, Yes, I see it all now. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Now, this isn't sanity speaking, is it? This isn't, you know, normal grounded behaviour because Mary's just, literally, Mary's just heard that God will, will impregnate her with a baby. That's, come on, can we agree to that? That's crazy. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, somebody? It's crazy. It's different. It hadn't been seen before in the Bible. Like Mary couldn't flick back through the Bible and say, where is this? It wasn't there. And it's not happened since. So Mary's response here where she says, here I am, God. I'm the Lord's maid ready to serve. This is faith speaking. See, what the angel Gabriel has said to to Mary is huge. And a lot of us would have said, no, not me. I'm just ordinary Mary. Now, you don't know where I'm from. You don't know my family. No, you don't. I'm not ready for this yet. I'm not good enough. It can't happen to me. Or we put the interaction with the angel down to too much cheese or, or too much emotion or lack of sleep. Or we'd question what's been said. But this woman of faith, I could even say this girl of faith because she was probably only a teenager who was on the outside, a pretty ordinary woman. She took God at his word. I want to ask a question to you today. What has God said to you that you haven't had faith to believe? What has God said to you that you haven't had the faith to step into? Uh, This is just for Arena Church tonight. If you're a Christian, this is for you tonight. I want to tell you this, that God has said things to you in your past. And it's time. I believe 2021 is the moment where you're going to step into it. I believe it's going to be the time when you run free into all God's got as you take Him at His word. Come on, everybody in this place tonight, God is calling you to more. 
He's calling you to bigger. He's calling you to more influence, to greater impact. But will we take Him at His word? Or will we miss what we've, what we've been given by God through rationalising it or by taking ourselves out of it? I don't want to miss the greatness that God has called me to because I'm too scared to take hold of it. Anybody who's done anything great, anybody who's pursued a dream, has had to look fear in the face and say, I'm going to do it anyway. See, the Bible is full of these people. People who felt stupid, who felt weak, who didn't feel good enough, who'd messed up. But they took God at his word. They went with him. Do you fit into any of those previous categories? If you do tonight, God can use you. See, the problem we have is that often it seems too big. It feels too much and more than we could accomplish. <clears throat> and you're dead right. Because that is a God dream. Look at what Ephesians 3.20 says. Now to him who is immeasurably, uh, who, sorry, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. See, faith is taking God at his word and trusting him that he will come through. We aren't called to do it in our strength. I want to tell you if, if we were called to do, if I was called to do what I'm called to do in my own strength, I'd give up today. But we're called to do it with his power at work within us. Is anybody happy about that tonight? You can prevail because of his power at work within you. You can step into that dream because of his power at work within you. You can see, we can see Mansfield transformed by God because of his power at work within us. Does anybody believe that this evening? The next thing is this, Mary had a friend. Mary had not a little lamb. <laughs> she had a friend. She probably, maybe she did have a little lamb. I don't know. But she had a friend. She just had this huge news. News that we've agreed on is, is crazy news. She didn't want to tell everyone, but she had to tell someone. She needed someone she could trust. Someone that wouldn't laugh at this huge, bizarre news. And she rushed off to see a cousin, Elizabeth. We see it in verse 39. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you'll bear. But why am I so favoured? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfil his promises to her. What words of encouragement from a friend. Most people would have laughed around the room, questioned her integrity or even been jealous because of the ramifications of this huge privilege to bear the Son of God, but not Elizabeth. She loved, she honoured and she encouraged her friend. 
I think this is so vital if you want to live with hope. You have to have people around you that will call you to bigger. That will encourage you to more. That will encourage you to step into those big dreams that you have. Who push you into your destiny. Don't get around people that are going to forever pull you back. Forever pull you into old habits. Forever bring you down. Forever try and keep you boxed in. Get people around you that are going to call you to more. Someone once said, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And at the moment, we all need a friend, don't we? We all need a friend. I want to encourage you at at this time specifically, even though we can't get together like we normally would do, please pick up the phone, send that text, send an email, speak to someone, talk to someone. And if you say, yeah, but no one's talking to me, no one wants to call, and why don't you be the person to pick up the phone? Why don't you be the person to say, hey, missed you, how are you doing? Because I want want you to know that at this moment, that is more vital and important than ever. Now, I just want to give you a sneak preview to 2021. We're going to go big on small groups in Arena Church in 2021. There's people in this room who are already gearing up and getting ready to start new groups. And one of the best places you can put yourself in to go on this journey called life is in a small group around people who will love you, who will help you, who will be with you, who will encourage you. Not groups of perfect people, but groups of people who want to help and push you into your destiny. And the last thing tonight, is that Mary had opposition. Now, we don't see this explicitly in this passage, so go with me here. But a young woman out of wedlock becoming pregnant in that day, I want to tell you, it would raise some serious eyebrows. In this Jewish culture, this wasn't something that happened. See, I think Mary would have been the talk of the town when she walked through the town, people behind the fists, you know. Have you heard? Mary's pregnant. And even worse, she thinks God put it there. I just wonder if this is why Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months so that she could stay away from the negativity of the crowd, so that she could move away from those people who were opposing her, who wanted to say hurtful things. But here's the fact. If you want to live filled with hope, if you want to live with a call over your life, it will be opposed. See, the bedfellow of opportunity is opposition. If you want to live a comfortable life, don't hope. Don't believe for more. Do what everyone else is doing. Because as soon as you step into opportunity, into what God's called you to, you will be opposed. I want to tell you in 2020, I've never felt it more than before. Thanks for those who've texted and messaged saying you're praying for us because that has been so important in this moment. But I believe that God is setting us up for a 2021 where we're going to see what He's going to do. Does anybody else believe that? I believe God's using this moment to strengthen us and prepare us for more impact than ever before. In this season, you, don't, you might not even know what's been happening, but behind the scenes, we've been gearing up here with our community work to, uh, to start a new food hub. We're going to be giving away about uh, around 70 
um, hampers for people who haven't got food on Christmas Day. That's awesome, isn't it? That's because of your giving and your generosity. We're seeing people come through. I think 50 people just this week came through, care for a coffee, who need that interaction and those kind of things. And guess what? This is just the start. And we're not going to step back. We're not going to stop because of opposition. We're going to continue to go forward. Does anybody believe that today? I believe those 140 people who were sat here in February is going to be double that. Does anybody else believe that? I believe we're going to continue to move forward and step into what God has got for us because we are called for such a time as this. And I want to tell you today, Don't stop hoping. Don't stop believing what God has put in you. He will see to fruition. All he's looking for is for you to say, God, I need you. See, throughout the Bible, we see people who are opposed. Guy called Nehemiah, he set about to rebuild the wall around his city and he was opposed. The apostle Paul on his ministry journey, wherever he went, he was opposed. What about Jesus? Came to save the world, lived a perfect life with his huge call, but was opposed to the point of death by the religious people of the day. You might have stopped stepping into the more over your life because of opposition. You might have stopped pursuing your purpose because of what people have said. But I'm here today to tell you to keep going to push through. We need you to fulfill your God-given destiny, to step into all he's called you to so that we can see this world changed. See in Acts 14, they thought they'd won when it says that they stoned Paul. That's not a drug, everybody in this culture. They literally threw stones at him till they thought he was dead. But Paul rose up again and walked back into that town to continue preaching. See, they thought they'd won when Jesus hung on the cross. But three days later, he rose again to win the ultimate victory. Is anybody glad about that this evening? I want to tell you, it might be hard in the moment, but we are called to overcome through the power of God. Revelation says, we'll overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. That word testimony means stories. Let's continue to tell stories about what God's doing and what God's done. Let's continue to think about how great he is, how he's guided us, how he's led us. And even in this tough year, how he's provided. We'll overcome. We'll overcome. You might think you're losing or even that you're lost. But God's saying, go again. He's saying, stand back up. Let's walk together in your purpose. Today he's calling us, whether it's your first time or you're a a part of this church, he's calling you to live pregnant with hope, to live filled with hope, to live a life bigger than you and to take him at his word. Let's be like this young woman, Mary, who because of her faith we're talking about, 2020 years later. Let's live with purpose. Let's have faith to believe what God said. Let's get good people around us and let's overcome opposition. If you just do me a favour and bow your heads, we're just going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. And tonight, I know there's all different kinds of people in the room. People who know God, people who don't know God, people who... Maybe you're just having a look. People who maybe just want to feel Christmassy and people who are fully devoted to God. 
And just now, I want to give an invitation to those of you who don't know God. Maybe you've looked around tonight, you've heard what I've said and you've thought, Josh, I'm not living with hope. I believe that this can be the night where you start to live a life of hope in Jesus. The first announcement of Jesus' birth was that it would bring joy to all people. Do you know why that is? Because Jesus came to set us free, regardless of race or gender or economic status. He didn't come for the best, for those who who were perfect. He came for the broken, the hurting, those of us who've messed up. He came for everyone. And tonight, he would reach out to you and say, hey, you might feel hopeless, but in me there's hope. If you want to accept the hope that is found in Jesus tonight, I just ask you while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, I'd ask you to just lift your hand. If you want the hope that can only be found in Jesus, if that's you, just lift your hand. Thank you. One more time, is there anyone else tonight? You want the hope that can only be found in Jesus. That's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you for these people who've lifted their hands tonight to say they want the hope that can only be found in you. God, maybe where people wanted to do that and weren't brave enough tonight, I pray, Father, as they welcome you into their life, that you would fill them with your hope. I pray, Father, for all of us tonight, actually, that we would live filled with your hope. I pray that we would we'd live with purpose and vision that we'd step up and go again. Yeah, I want to ask you tonight, if you're here and you feel like maybe you've lost your purpose, maybe you've dropped your dream because of opposition, while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, if that's you, lift your hand up tonight. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I've got, I've got a prayer just for you tonight. Thank you. Is there anyone else tonight? You've lost purpose, you've lost hope, you've dropped your dream. God, for all these people who've lost purpose, who've stopped because of opposition, I pray, Father, that you will give them a strength from heaven, that you would fill them with your goodness and your grace. That, Holy Spirit, you would give them strength to run again. That in you, Father, that they would be strong. That in you, Jesus, they would run and not faint. That in you, they would rise on wings like eagle. We love you, Lord. Amen.